name is Caroline Garnham from boutique law firm Garnham Family Office Services. We protect and preserve the wealth of the world's rich and famous. But having a good lawyer is only part of the solution. My podcast, How to Keep Your Money, draws on my 30 years experience and my extensive network of professional advisors to better inform you. Subscribe to our podcast and learn from the professionals on how to keep your money. Hello, this is episode five of How to Keep Your Money, educational podcasts made by experts who care for their clients. I'm joined in the studio by Jane Gilbert. The topic for today is ransom insurance, a topic which Jane has specialised in for over 30 years. Her company is ESJG, which she founded in 2005. Jane and I met in the Sao Paulo Airport Business Lounge when Jane introduced me to Kai Perinas and we had seven hours of stories about kidnap and extortion. She kept me entertained throughout this time and very many stories I still remember today. Jane, thank you for joining me in our studio for this, the fifth episode of How to Keep Your Money. It's a real pleasure. As I said, we met at Sao Sao Paulo Airport, which is hardly surprising given that you specialise in special accident insurance or kidnap for ransom insurance. But it covers other things rather than just kidnap. Maybe you can just elaborate a bit. Of course. If we just for a start look at the history of the insurance, some, I'd like to say WAG at Lloyd's, are following on from the Lindbergh kidnapping in the 1930s saw that there was an insurable interest and Lloyds then started to write ransom insurance following the kidnap of of whoever. It it didn't make much money at the beginning, but then in the 1970s, it took off in a very big way indeed after Brazilians started to be kidnapped and then all the Italians started, the Italians started to be kidnapped as well. And... um, the product has really developed on from ransom reimburse, reimbursement insurance to wrongful, to include the crime to wrongful detention, which is where you get, say you're in uh, an African country and you just get thrown in jail um, for no crime that you've committed, uh, but they're using you to, to as a bargaining point with a foreign government, to property extortion where someone might put a bomb on your premises, Products extortion, where you end up with glass shards in the baby food or the toothpaste. Uh, Threat extortion, the threat to kill, injure or abduct against a financial demand. Hostage extortion, well, that's where financial demand, you say you're on an aeroplane and they won't let you out until somebody's paid up. And finally, disappearance. There are other areas which are included now, but I don't want to talk too much and bore everybody about I don't think you'll bore anybody. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about um say charity workers being being attained. Absolutely. Charity workers with all the best will in the world and the best training they get from the the their charity that they're representing. They go into some unbelievably horrible parts of the world where there are people who are really suffering and the charity workers want to do the best for them. 
but some of the natives uh, take one look at them and say, no, we'll, we're going to arrest you or, or we're going to stick you in jail or we're going to move you into the middle of the jungle. And you're not going to be able to talk to your family for at least as long as it will take for us to either get money from a foreign government, i.e. a ransom, or they release political prisoners. How interesting. Mm. And it's always developing. And South America, uh, which of course was where we met, um, is that where you're most likely to be kidnapped or detained? Where, where is the geography happening now? The, ge uh, the, the geography of this crime is very interesting because when one door shuts, invariably there's another one two-thirds open somewhere in the world. Today, possibly the worst territory of all is Mexico. Uh, I saw one statistic not so long ago which mentioned about 1,600 known kidnaps for ransom and another one which then referred to 99,000. Uh, but that's, of course, to include uh, it, it, what you call it, sequestro expresses. That's being held up at, a, at an ATM. Um, the geography is, used to be Colombia as number one. Now it's moved to Mexico. Colombia is about number seven or eight. And then if you go into somewhere like the Philippines, it's happening all over there, and now parts of Africa. Um, and in the Middle East, in India, uh, in the Mi Middle East and the near Far East, uh, have a look at India too, and mm. Pakistan and Bangladesh. There's plenty going on there. And of course, Afghanistan. I have clients um, who are extremely anxious about allowing their children to take a gap year traveling around any, any of the places that you've mentioned. Mm. Are they right to be anxious and what steps can they take to protect their children? They can certainly consider taking out the insurance. I will obviously get them a price for that. I don't actually generally offer security advice because it's not my remit. My remit is to make the, sure the insurance is properly set up for them. There are many security consultancies out there who I can certainly refer the families to to get um, to give them a, a bit of education on how to look after themselves when they're abroad. And of course, this would encompass a much broader spectrum rather than just mine, which is the kidnapping issue. Thank you. Another of my clients is Russian. Um, he has a boat and a villa in the south of France. Mm. And one year I was very fortunate to be allowed to join them when he wanted to discuss uh, trusts and succession during his summertime. He had a teenage daughter who was moaning and moping uh, because her father would not like her, uh, did not want her to go to clubs or with friends without close protection. I know this is not specifically your area, but how dangerous is the south of France or indeed London for children to be kidnapped or in some way harmed? The world is becoming a very small place, as we've seen in recent weeks. London is very definitely a focus for danger for children, as are all capital cities in the world. Having said that, there's probably more, more of a problem, say, in places like Delhi or some parts of Colombia or indeed New York. South of France, not so much of a problem, but having said that, if the father happens to be, your your Russian father happens to be on his yacht in the south of France, and the daughter says, 
takes no notice of daddy and goes out on night clubbing in Moscow or New York and is held up and abducted, they're just going to send the ransom demand to him in the south of France. It doesn't matter where you are, really, because the kidnapper will have done his research and will find you. You mentioned uh, while we were speaking before that you shouldn't pay up too soon. Correct. Can you, can you, can you elaborate on that? Yes, it's a known fact that a kidnapper will always ask for more than he expects to get. If you decide to pay up straight away, may I tell you a story of yes, yes, please. in Latin America? A long time ago, I heard a terrible tale of a very unfortunate family whose daddy had been kidnapped. And the family said, nope, we're paying up straight away. And so they paid up $300,000. At the time, this, this is situation in Rio, there were five major kidnap gangs working there. The, the family paid the gang the 300000 and sure enough, dad wasn't released because what the kidnappers had done was they'd sold him on to another gang. Second gang managed to get another $300,000 out of the family, who then sold him on to a third gang. They got another 300000 and then they murdered him. Dear, dear. That's all about paying up too quick. This is where you need the role of the specialist security consultant who, who does nothing but specialise in the problems that you will encounter in, in whether you're kidnapped, detained, held hostage or whatever. And that is, as I say, outside a broker's remit. You need the specialist help for that. And all the insurance policies that I place currently have the availability of special security consultants on them. Thank you. On one of our many Kaiperina evenings, which we've heard since we first met, you told a tale of how important it is to get the right people insured. Uh, a wealth entrepreneur client of yours had insured himself and his wife and children, but not his father. And unexpectedly, the kidnappers abducted his father, who was not covered. Where do you draw the line as to who and what needs to be covered? What you have to consider is who may be used to put pressure against you. That's what it is. If you are, say, a family owning a large corporation, your family-run business, it may well be the most public person out there talking on your behalf, your general manager. He may get kidnapped or one of his children may get kidnapped and the ransom demand will still come into you. It's just as easy to get a quote for the direct family um, and to include all family members. I know I have one case where, uh, which you've actually mentioned, where in fact the f there were only five on the original insurance policy, but then I was asked to quote the entire family, which uh, put bumped the numbers up to over 40. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and yet the, co the difference in the cost was minimal. Thank you. In my first episode of How to Keep Your Money, um, I mentioned about the situation that many of us have been in, go to an airport, um, someone is there with your name on a board, and you willingly hand over your baggage to a stranger, get into his car, because he's, he's got your name on you, just assume he's your driver, um, and think you could be kidnapped. Um, what are the things that your clients can do to make sure they don't make silly mistakes? Well, again, that's actually the story that you've just quoted there actually happens to an American oil executive going into Colombia. 
he went off with the driver who took him around the block and then stopped the car and turned around with a gun and said, welcome to Colombia, you've just been kidnapped. <laughs> Remember you telling me it was chilling. Mm. Um, again, that's more a matter for the of a security issue. Certainly when I've been going abroad, I always have people there to meet me um, if I don't know the territory. Um, and I don't take lifts off strangers. And I've always followed the procedure for getting registered taxis going from A to B if there is nobody meeting me. Thank you. To the extent that um, in Buenos Aires, for example, when you go through the uh, customs, the taxis are on the left, and then you get all the little people shouting and holding up their placards saying, taxi, taxi. It's actually the most expensive taxi to use, but it's been there, I'd say, probably for 40 or 50 years. And it's secure. Kidnap and extortion and all the things you deal with on a daily basis must be incredibly stressful, not only for the victim, but also for the family involved. Yes. Um, when you take out insurance, you said, which was really interesting, that um, nobody must be told about this insurance, otherwise it, it, it's no longer a valid policy. But how can you prepare for this stress or prepare the family for the stress if this actually happens? Because you've just mentioned payment should not be done too quickly for double ransom reasons. Um, what you would do if it's a family policy, you'd have a word with the person who's taking the insurance out and you just ask him quite openly, can your can your family, can your wife be trusted with this information? Um, sometimes it's the wife coming to you to ask for the insurance. So again, you reverse the question, uh, talk about the husband knowing, or you say, go to somebody else who is a trusted family advisor, someone who you could trust with, trust with your life and don't tell anybody else. The case that I've mentioned to you is about a, is about a gap year student going abroad uh, that's exactly the situation where you don't want a child to know, but his father will, his or her father will have to know, and maybe the mother. What you can also tell them is that if anything goes wrong, you can give them their own special code words, for example, and uh, just get some sort of coded message back to the, back to the parents if possible, um, and then they can raise the alarm. The other system, of course, is if you don't hear from them for 48 hours and they should have called in. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're out having a thrashing with their chums, but just check. And if in doubt, call a security consultant on the policy who will advise you. There's nothing wrong with that. It's far better to actually alert the people who can really help you than um, faffing around saying, oh, don't let's make a claim because we're not sure if anything's happened yet. Um, as you know from my various notes and, and, and discussions, from 2018, all OECD countries other than the US will collate and automatically exchange financial information to the country in which the family is tax resident. Can you see this information being leaked to criminals and a rise in kidnap across the globe? It rather depends on how well you trust your government officials. I have to say, um, I would certainly expect the instances of crimes of this type to go up. And do you think that will be just due to government officials? I mean, as we know, Heinrich Kuber 
uh, of Liechtenstein Bank uh, collated the information and sold that to governments all around the world. And those who were the victims found they had to pay considerably more tax. Um, I think this is much more serious because uh, they've been selling to criminals. Mm. I mean, could it be in, in well-established countries as well as the... the, the, the... Less well-established countries, indeed, yeah. yes. You quoted the case earlier of the Panama Papers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's the old story, um, if you can possibly keep something secret, then don't tell anybody. But the, the governments are now rather forcing the issue, which is a little unwise, I'd have thought. Thank you. When we were talking on the phone, you said that cutting off of ears or fingers and sending them to the family um, as, as, as proof that they have possession of the uh, individual is on the decrease, mm. which is a blessing. Why is this and what other trends have you seen over the years? Why is that? Largely because they've got no need to do it. And don't forget the kidnapper, his greatest asset is his victim and he needs to keep him alive. Yeah. Uh, basically, kidnappers, they're, they're exactly the same as those who get kidnapped. They're all getting more educated these days. There's other ways of leaning on people rather than just mutilating them. Yeah. Mm. You told me a story that if you cut off two ears, you have problems wearing glasses, which is referred to. Uh, but remember. in that particular case, it's the individual, he did get his ears stitched back on, and so he could read his newspapers. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, before we finish, Jane, is there anything further you'd like to, to add on the whole issue of, of kidnap insurance and, and the world becoming a more dangerous place? I think the world's always been a dangerous place. You just have to look at where you're going and where the danger is moving to as well as what the danger is becoming. One area we haven't touched on so far is cybercrime, which is is now turning into an epidemic, but that's all over the world. Can, can you elaborate on that? Uh, well, yes, incidents are happening, happening to the extent that the people who are insuring it now are only offering a lower sublimit from the main sub from the main limit on their insurance policies. If, for example, you want, if you have a policy for ransom reimbursement of a million dollars, you will be very lucky now to get anything as high as 250,000, just because it's a big problem. How interesting. Jane, thank you for coming into the studio and sharing with us your experience as a kidnap insurance specialist. Absolutely I delighted and thank you for the time. I trust we are now all more enlightened as to the dangers and what can be done to avoid a special accident turning into a disaster. Thank you very much. Thank you, Caroline. Thank you, Caroline.